Welcome to episode 15 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and on today's show, we're going to be doing fun wrestling stories, and we also have an extra special guest coming on. KB from KBWrestlingReviews.com and from WrestlingRumors.net is going to join us to share some of his fun wrestling stories. He actually got to go to WrestleCon at WrestleMania 3 this past week, or I guess two weeks ago now, met a ton of wrestlers, got some fun stories. Also, he threw in another fun story uh, about... I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to let him talk about it. As always, you can follow us, guys, on Twitter at PPWPodcast. You can send us an email to PPWPodcast at gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. In your favorite podcast app, just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hit that subscribe button, and every week we will be in your podcast app for you with our, our new shows. Last week, uh, I didn't have a show, unfortunately, because I was sick, had a sore throat. And this week, I'm going solo because Eric uh, canceled with me this morning because he's also sick. So there's some viruses going around the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast circle. I even had a backup host, and he had to cancel. So we'll figure it out today. It'll be an interesting show because I'm essentially in my wrestling room talking to myself. But at least I know there's a few of you out there listening. I know we interact on Twitter a little bit. We have fun back and forth uh, with Man Cave Podcast. With the, I think Man Cave Podcast is trying to do a new uh, Wolfpack Wednesday. Because every week, Jeff at the Man Cave does something called, hey, let's see your Wolfpack Wednesdays, where everyone does selfies, throwing up the Wolfpack sign. And a lot of people t- participate, but it looks like Jeff trying to do something fun now. And it was, I guess, on Sunday. It was Easter, so I wasn't really checking my phone. And I opened up my Twitter. There's like 50 notifications in this thread of people throwing up new ridiculous signs. So give Man Cave, Man Cave Podcast a follow, too. They're at Man Cave Podcast. Jeff's been in our show before. Awesome guy. So anyway, I keep talking about Twitter. And you're going to want to follow us on Twitter because we're going to do a contest this week. And it's going to involve Twitter. That's how I'm going to be able to pick a winner. This is a, a contest where... I'm going to give something away to you, the listeners. We're calling this the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast Mega Mega Giveaway. And it's an actual prize. It's not like a booby prize or something goofy like that. It's a fun wrestling-related prize. And in a couple minutes, I'm going to go over the details on how you, yes, you, the listener, can win a fun prize from the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, You're going to want to follow us on Twitter, at Podcast. And maybe you're going to want to follow our guests this week and next week because they will also be involved in this giveaway. So I talked about what the point of the show was. It's fun wrestling stories. And a lot of stuff that I, I think of when I think of fun wrestling stories is mostly from my childhood. But there are there's some, I guess, stories from my adulthood now that involve pro wrestling. 
and they're completely random. They could be match related or could be just story related. So to give you an idea of one, the, one of the first things I thought of when I was thinking of like fun wrestling stories that I have fun, I guess, memories of was going to different video stores and seeing which WWF Coliseum videotapes and Coliseum video pay-per-views they had to rent. Because now you don't really notice it because with the network, and even before the network, we had YouTube and we had DVDs readily available on Amazon to get. But back when you were a kid in my age, see, just to give it some context, I'm 32 right now. I was born in 1984. So going to video stores was the way to find all these awesome tapes and the way to find your way into wrestling's past. And particularly when you're watching week to week on WWF superstars, like I was, and eventually Monday night raw, there'd be some old timers coming back. And I'm like, who, who is this guy? Like, like when Bruce, the barber beefcake came back in 93, right before WrestleMania nine, the only reason I knew who he was, was because of wrestling tapes. Uh, he, there was the super tape volume one, which was, I'll never forget the, the cover art of this. It's Hulk Hogan and Bruce, the burger beefcake behind one of those blue steel cages. And it's hilarious because they're both like Brutus is, I think has his hedge clippers and Hogan's like got his teeth out. Like they're both growling and they faced uh, the macho King, Randy Savage and Zeus. I later found out this match was originally an exclusive match. You could only get on pay-per-view, which is yes, a single match on pay-per-view. If you've never heard this story before, back in 1989, I believe, so No Holds Barred, the movie was released, Hulk Hogan's first starring role. And basically, he played himself. He played a wrestler called Rip. And I'm not going to break down the whole movie, but check it out if you ever get a chance. No Holds Barred. It's pretty easy to find now. Anyway, in order to promote this, Vince McMahon and the WWF had something called the movie and then the match. So you could order on pay-per-view this movie, No Holds Barred, as a bonus to get people to, I guess, wrestling fans to want to watch it, they would throw in this match afterwards. And the match was Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake versus Zeus, who's a character in the movie, and the Macho King Randy Savage. I had no idea what that was at the time. To me, it was pretty easy to watch because I, I had the super tape I could rent over and over again. Uh, super tape was part of a Coliseum video series, which is just a compilation of matches from across the country, various house shows, some TV tapings. In this case, exclusive matches like you wouldn't have seen anywhere else. So anyway, when I'd rent some of these tapes in my local video store, it was called Orlin Video. And before Orlin Video, when I lived in the city of Chicago, there was two video stores in my neighborhood we would go to. One was an older one that never got new tapes. And the other store was a newer one that constantly got new tapes. So I would beg my dad, who would take my sister and I to rent videotapes every week, to go to the newer one because I knew they'd get fresh tapes in. But he liked the older one because the older one was kind of owned by... Like an independently owned store. My dad, I think, maybe knew the guy just growing up in the same neighborhood together. So we would go there one. Plus, it was pretty much right across the street from our house. But I would see uh, previews for other tapes on the tapes I was renting over and over again, these compilation tapes. So whenever I would go to another video store, I, I would run to the wrestling section. Sometimes it was sports, but normally it was just wrestling, wrestling in its own section, and just scan like with my eyes back and forth, back and forth, trying to find these tapes. And I remember the one that I could never find was SummerSlam 1990. And the main event of that one was Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude in a Steel Cage with Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake in the co-main event. And I can never find it. And then one day when I believe I must have been still living in the city at the time because my grandma also lived in the city. 
And growing up, my grandma didn't drive, so my mom would do grocery shopping for. And there was also video stores that had, uh, that were, I'm sorry, that were in grocery stores. Like grocery stores would have a video section you can rent tapes in. So one of these stores we went to, where I'm, I'm just browsing the video store, and I'm like, oh, my God, here it is. They have SummerSlam 1990. And I looked at my mom. I said, can I rent this tape? And she's just like, no, we don't have a video card here. You know, I don't want to open up an account and all that stuff. I basically begged her to please do it. And I think to shut me up, she just said, fine, rent it. I rented that tape, and it was such a glorious moment for me. And it's not an amazing show or anything like that, but just the hunt of not knowing what's going to be at a new video store is something that I kind of feel bad that my daughter probably won't be able to experience, you know, unless video stores become retro and they start coming back, which is entirely possible. I don't, something about going to a store, a video store, and not knowing what you're going to get or going there with something in mind and it's checked out. So now you got to make a new decision. I very rarely rented movies. I would only rent wrestling tapes. And just, just the, I guess the idea of, surprise and not knowing what you're going to get is just an awesome feeling <laughs> to the point where it got so bad. I still remember this. I would have dreams about going to video stores and like I would go to a store and they would have every tape I've never seen before. And I'd wake up and be pissed that I wasn't able to rent that. And it's just so silly to think that I was dreaming about renting videotapes, which is pro- probably why when I was a kid, I was a horrible student and didn't have any goals or, or desires. I just dreamed about pro wrestling and, and White Sox baseball all the time. And, and I guess the Bulls in the 90s were awesome, too, so I dreamed about them. But it was pretty much all my my most vivid memories of dreams of wrestling videotapes, which is just hilarious to me. Um, another fun story, which I guess kind of ties into that, is I've talked about Hasbro wrestling toys on here before. And part of my fa- um, fascination with those toys was on the beginning of these said wrestling tapes, there was always advertisements for WWF figures. And it'd be like Roddy Piper or Macho Man or Ultimate Warrior and all this stuff. Right before the college and video, would, like the tape would start, they would they play an ad. I looked up on YouTube a couple and I found one. So this is one that advertised the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior Talking Tough figures. I'm just going to play the audio because I do think it transfers pretty well over audio, but if you get a chance, check it up on YouTube. Just look WWF Hasbro commercials. So here is the Hulk Hogan uh, Ultimate Warrior Talking Tough video. So in case you couldn't tell, it was Roddy Piper, Ultimate and Macho King all in that commercial. And like Macho Men's like saying, not my kingdom, Hogan. And then one of the kids in the commercial has Hogan like swing his arm and Macho Man like goes back. And I could, it's, I, I always wanted these toys. And I mentioned, I think before in our, in our toys and video games podcast episode, I didn't have a ton of them, but I still did have enough where it was awesome to dream about getting more and, and wanting more. I've talked about like like these things like I'm, I'm talking about videotapes all the time and I don't want to make this all about tapes. So I want to transition into our giveaway really quick. And again, this is going to be the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast 
Mega Giveaway. Here's how you could win a free prize from the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. One, you have to be following us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Two, you have to follow our first guest this week on Twitter at KB Reviews. I'll tweet his link. I'll tweet his um, Twitter handle out so you know it. Also, we're going to have a guest next week, Kerry, uh, who was on our podcast before. He's the WWE Squared Circle guy. Follow him at WWE SQD or yeah, SQD guy. So I'll also shoot his Twitter handle out. Once you have followed at PPW Podcast, at KB Reviews, at WWE SQD Circle Guy, yeah, Square Circle Guy. I'll, I'll, let me hold on. I keep. I don't want to give you the wrong Twitter handle. I, I am going to tweet it out, but still, I don't want to give you the wrong Twitter handle. So at WWE, yeah, at WWE SQD Circle Guy, at WWE SQD Circle Guy. Follow him. Follow at KB Reviews. Follow PPW Podcast. Then. Tweet me a screenshot showing that your Twitter handle is following myself, Carrie, and at KB Reviews. If you're already following them, great. You're still eligible for this. Shoot the screenshot over. And then not this week, but after next week's show, I will pick a winner at random, and I will announce the winner. And once the winner is announced, I will let everyone know what the prize is after they get it. I want to make it a, a surprise for everybody. And, again, it's not a crappy prize. It is a fun prize. It's value. It's valuable as a wrestling fan, so you'll enjoy it. So again, here are the rules: follow at PPW Podcast, which is us, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow KB Wrestling Reviews at KB Reviews. Follow Carrie, who's the WWE Squared Circle Guy at WWE SQD Circle Guy. Follow us three. Then tweet a screenshot showing that you are following all three of us to me at PPW Podcast, and you're automatically entered. That's it. And I will pick a winner next week, and there'll be a fun, fabulous prize in the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast Mega Giveaway. One more uh, fun wrestling memory I want to talk about, and then we'll go ahead and bring on KB for his stories about positive, fun wrestling stories. Uh, Another one I had was, at my first WrestleMania I went to was WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. And this was kind of a last-second decision. My buddy Eric, not PPW Eric, not Eric Sanchez, Eric Falstrom, Eric with a K, and our buddy Pat Sheridan and I, we're all, we're all good friends. You know, we, we've been friends for a long time. Eric and Pat have been friends since pretty much birth. And I met Eric in sixth grade. I met Pat when I was in sixth grade. So we've been friends forever. Anyway, uh, I, I was looking. I'm like, you know, Detroit's what is it like four hours from Chicago? And I thought maybe I texted or I didn't text at the time. I think I called text wasn't a thing in 2007, at least not for me. And said, Hey, do you guys want to go to WrestleMania? We, will we drive up there? Like I'll try to find cheap tickets. And they're like, if you could find cheap tickets, sure. We'll go looked up on eBay. I found three tickets in like the top level of Detroit's Ford field, but it was in the first or first row of the top level. And I think it was a hundred bucks for all three tickets. So that's a fair price for a huge WrestleMania show. And there's always kind of a running joke with our friend Eric where every time we go to an event, no matter what it is, like baseball game, basketball, anything, there'll be a seat open next to Eric. And it's always the biggest possible guy will sit next to him and Eric squished in the seat. So we were just joking about, you know, talking. And the where we were sitting, 
in in the Ford Field that night for WrestleMania 23, it was I was on the end, and then Pat was in the middle next to me, and then next to Pat was Eric, and next to Eric's an empty seat, and then there's people. So there's literally one empty seat next to Eric. And Eric, we were just we we're just laughing, you know. Pat and I are laughing to ourselves like it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And then Eric goes, you know, some huge fat guy's going to come and he's going to sit down right next to me, people, and I'm not going to be able to be comfortable the whole show. And right as he says it, he turns around and he goes, and here he comes right now. And as he says that, there's a guy, huge guy. And, you know, I'm not judging anybody, big guys, small guys, skinny guys, anybody, like whatever. You know, everyone's different. But the timing of this was like out of a movie because the guy was kind of walking through people, a plate full of nachos, a huge drink. And he's kind of going, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. And of course, he sits down right next to Eric. And Eric just looks over me and gives me this look like, I can't effing believe this happened again. And we still talk about that to this day. And it happened again to Eric a couple weeks ago when we went to Monday Night Raw in Chicago. There was, of course, the four seats. And the next Eric, there's an empty seat. And sure enough, he was like crushed next to this guy. And he's just, just glaring at us as we're laughing at him the whole time. And... It's still an ongoing joke with him, and it's a wrestling-related story that we just we, we cannot get enough of when it comes to teasing Eric about it. Uh, we're going to go ahead now and transition to our interview this week, which is with KB from KBWrestlingReviews.com and of WrestlingRumors.net. KB's an awesome writer. He's got physical books out, e-books out on the Amazon store, which he'll talk about in our interview. And I'm, I'm not going to do any more intro because he's been a guest before, so you should know him. So here is KB with KBWrestlingReviews.com sharing his fun wrestling stories. Okay, guys, now we're going to go back out to our friend KB uh, from KBWrestlingReviews.com and WrestlingRumors.net. He's been on the show before, and he's going to tell us some fun stories from WrestleCon and maybe another, a little wrestling romance to come up to. So, KB, how are you? I'm doing all right. Cool. So uh, if nobody saw you, you were at WrestleMania 33. We talked about it last time you were on. Yes, and sir. you also um, made a blog post. It was kind of a brief, like, bullet point, not your normal long-form writing, just right. bullet post about some WrestleCon stories. And I like right. was, thought that was fun. And meeting wrestlers is always a fun story. So I wanted to bring you on and have you share a couple fun WrestleCon stories with meeting these legends that are were heroes when we were kids, and now they're still out there. And I love how at WrestleCon – like, I saw the Mountie was in, like, the Mountie gimmick and, like, mm. Axe and Smasher and their paint. Even though they're old, I love that they still, like, bring the gimmicks out for people. I love that. Right. So what, what, right. what, give me your first fun story of meeting someone at WrestleCon this year. Well, uh, let's see. Um, uh, as you mentioned, Demolition, who are every bit as intimidating as they were before, even in just, like, uh, T-shirts with just and looking about 70 years old each. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mentioned uh, that they used to be one of my favorite tag teams when I was a kid, and Axe looked at me and said, what do you mean used to be? You better still be. <laughs> Did he do, like, the voice, too? Like, oh, yeah. That's oh, the yeah. best. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I, uh, th- th- he did grin after he said it. But um, Did you get, like, an autographed picture? Or was this just like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you type of thing. Um, most of the people I met there were just, hey, how are you? Because they do charge for everything. Yeah. There were some that I paid for because mm-hmm. there are some, like Demolition, Vader. I, I can't pass them up. I've been watching them for so many years. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, Jerry Lawler was the nicest guy in the world. Oh, yeah? Yes. So very, what, very nice. Quick story. Like, what, what'd you, yeah. your interaction with him? 
Uh, well, we um, he's one of the people that I paid to, that I paid to meet. He had his own little booth off to the side. He was uh, he was one of the big featured people there. Um, I got to wear the crown for a second, uh-huh. which that thing is smaller than it looks. <laughs> um, uh, I had mentioned that I was from Lexington, Kentucky, which is an old stomping ground for him. Uh, I got into wrestling because my mom used to watch Lawler throughout the seventies, uh-huh. um, and he had mentioned that he. Uh, he was friends with the basketball, the University of Kentucky basketball coach, who used to be the head coach in Memphis. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that for a bit. Um, the other thing was, I'm uh, as it's kind of known, Lawler is a diehard fan of Cleveland sports. I'm a big Indians fan, so I got to meet him. And Lawler was doing um, a podcast there that day. They have a WrestleCon has this big thing where they're encouraging people to podcast. I don't. No, why? It's it's a huge thing that they're doing. They're doing a bunch of live podcasts. Lawler was doing one with a former Cleveland Indian, so I got to meet uh, their former closer, Chris Perez, also, okay. which is only going to matter to about fourteen people. Well, there, there's not there's not really a big cross. I know who you're talking about because I'm a big White Sox fan, and in the mid '90s, the Indians just destroyed the White Sox. Oh yeah. So I knew all that, but we got a revenge later in the year. But um, yeah, it was just it, that's just funny, like another little tie-in of some oh, random yeah. closer that you know and Jerry Lawler knows you kind of bond over that. It sounds like you guys had, like, it's, it wasn't a quick sign picture on the going. You had an actual no, conversation. This, this this was three probably three minutes or so. Lawler was – some of them would be very quick, just like, here, here you go, get out of our face. Uh-huh. Some of them, especially the ones, obviously, that you pay for, you're going to get more of their time and attention. That's just going to – that, which is standard. You expect that. Yeah. Um, Who was a guy that – I, you mentioned Lawler being super nice. Who's someone that like surprised you with your interaction? Like, I wasn't expecting that. Whether let's stay positive because that's the point of the show. Like, what's a positive uh, experience? Like, I wasn't expecting this guy to be so cool. Uh, Lashley was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to pick up the TNA World Title that I had. Uh, I picked it up with one hand. I had to grab it with the other hand. That thing probably weighs thirty pounds. So it so, is much heavier than it looks. Okay, so you, he he brought it with him and everything. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, well, there was a TNA booth. Uh, okay. So, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Ethan Carter III, James Storm, mm-hmm. some people like that. Uh, Lashley and I just sat there and chatted for a bit. I was at the WrestleCon Super Show the night before. Got to talk to him about that. Yep. Um, Chavo Guerrero was actually incredibly nice. Yeah. I think uh, it's cool because my my thing is, is I've heard Jericho talk about this in his podcast. He's like, look, you're there. People pay. You might as well have a good time with the people there. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like these guys did for the most part. They did. Um, there were some who weren't. As nice. Um, Those are still funny. Let's hear funny. Yeah. Like who was like, this guy's uh, a jerk? Honky tonk man, which isn't the most surprising in the world. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> have the best reputation at these things. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, he, he started doing that as soon as he found out I wasn't buying anything. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Billy Gunn was very uh, standoffish. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, the other weird one was when I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, my a buddy, my best friend, his dad managed the box office at Rupp Arena. Uh-huh. So whenever we would go, whenever there'd be a show announced, they would say, um, "Can you work the uh, the opening for ticket sales?" No, I got to stand in line to get my kid tickets. How many tickets will it take? <laughs> so he would get like thirty or forty seats. So all of his friends, including me, would be sitting in the first or second row. Uh huh. So I never had a bad seat to a show. Um. And at one show, uh, Bushwhacker Luke licked me. <laughs> and I mentioned that to him, and he gave me the weirdest look. Like, you're the weirdo, because he yeah, licked you. Yeah, like, I was maybe 
four or five at the time? And I'm like, that's what you do. It's your thing. Yeah. Why is this such a weird thing to mention? Yeah, that's like my. <laughs> I had a, I had an old, uh, an old picture of it, but I couldn't find it to take with me. But it's just that's, that's what you do. That's uh-huh. your thing. Who Why did, is this weird? When you were there, who did it seem like had the biggest, I guess, line of people to meet them there? Because from what I've seen, it's not like Access where there's like orderly queues and everything. Right. It's kind of like right. literally a big hall and there's tables and booths set up everywhere, right? Uh, Kevin Nash. Yeah? Yeah, which um, there were – he was one of the bigger names there. Uh, some of them had – most of the people had no one in line. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it was very qu- It was very easy to get up and just you know shake hands, say hello. Um it was kind of weird because Hall and Nash were next to each other, but then next to them was Justin Roberts, Angelina Love, and Al Snow. <laughs> so they don't. They didn't like spread it out. They just threw people all wherever, right? Over the place with with where where you would guess these people were. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nash had a very long one, uh, from what I've heard, and not really the biggest surprise. The day before the Hardys were there, and you couldn't see the end of the line. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so which doesn't really surprise me because the Hardys were. On fire all weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, uh, this will segue into. We weren't planning to talk about this, but I'll ask you. You brought up the Hardys. So last week on my show, I was talking with my co-host Eric, and mm-hmm. he watched WrestleMania with his dad. And his dad's kind of a once a year he'll watch WrestleMania with his son type of right. guy. So he was telling me he was like, you know, I paused it right before I go. If this is what I think it's going to be, it's going to be the coolest moment of the show. And when my friends and I were watching it, we were just like. My one friend's Mr. Negative. He's like, nope, they never do anything we want to do. It's going to be the new day in the tag and all that stuff. You were there, right, in the stadium. Yep. Was it pretty much as soon as New Day out, everyone's like, it's got to be the Hardys. Delete, delete, delete. Like, it's got to be them. Was that what it was? Uh, you could hear a loud portion of them. I jumped up and like, they wouldn't do it. There's no way they'd actually bring them back here. I thought they sold, they did very well of selling that it would be New Day. Yeah. Uh, that you believed it would be at first, but then. I thought it would be the Hardys, and just when when the logo popped up on the screen, it was just insanity. Was that like was that hands down the last moment of the show? Yes. Of them coming back? Yeah. Yes, by far. And I I think I talked about this before with someone where I was like, you know, every year there's always a surprise at WrestleMania it seems, and this year they were it. Uh, and no matter what everyone thought of the show overall, with the length or, or whatever it is, it was still a huge fun event, and. What did you think? I guess I'll just ask you. I saw your review. I think would you gave it like a B minus overall. I, I think, think so. Yeah, I you think know, so. Yeah, which I think is fair. But what did you think? What's like the overall thoughts of being there for seven hours while you're there? It's a long day. Uh, it's a real long day. Um, it's much better when the sun goes down. Obviously, sure. Um, it's uh, it's one of those things where I've been there three times now. It doesn't get old. Yeah. It really, truly doesn't. Um just being there and there's always going to be something special. There was stuff, the show runs too long. You know, that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. You just know it is. You could go um, in late if you want. You could skip the pre-show if you really don't really want to be there could, that long. Yeah. yeah. You really could. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, there's going to be something special with me. I mean, at the end, when you get to see Undertaker take the gear off mm-hmm. and salute the crowd, that's, I heard someone say, just like to make like a, a lighter note of it, when he went down through the trap door, he's like, I was expecting the thumbs up and the Terminator 2 like, soundtrack <laughs> to start playing, but which I think would have been great. Uh, um, Kenny Omega would have complained too much on Twitter. <laughs> what I mean, what's 
I remember what it was like last year when Roman was in the main event with Triple H and the crowd wasn't feeling it. What was it like here? Because when my friends were watching it just on the network at home, it was kind of sad. Like, oh, man, I just, just get this over with type of thing. That's how it was last year. This year, not so much. Um, I think the difference is you actually believe that Undertaker was a possibility of winning. Okay. Uh, whereas last year, you knew the second that, that, that Triple H's music hit in the Rumble that WrestleMania was ending with Reigns spearing Triple H to win the title. Mm -hmm. That was never in any realistic doubt. With Undertaker, there was that doubt. Yeah. It could still change. With with Reigns and Triple H, it was just, okay, can we please go home now? Sure. We know where this is going. Stop wasting our time. With Undertaker, at least, people had more of a desire to watch him. Uh, I don't know how much desire people had to watch triple h um it seemed like this year at least to me the crowd was into it pretty much the whole show which mm -hmm. is tough for that long i mean this is me watching from home right. were you got were you into it the whole time you're like were you ever like i'm falling asleep or was it pretty much i'm into this the whole show triple h and seth uh dragged a lot i thought so that until the end i thought so until the end yeah. oh yeah yeah. Oh, when Stephanie went to the table, the place went nuts. Uh -huh. That woke everybody up. Yeah. Uh, that match was dragged a lot. Now, oddly enough, watching it back later, it didn't drag nearly as much. Okay. But live, that match sucked the life out of the place. Like yeah. I was sitting there checking to see what people. I was. I actually got my iPod out and was just like checking to see like what what are people thinking about the show so far? Because uh -huh. it's just. I mean, you can only watch him work on the leg sure. for so long. Um. That match dragged, and nothing else all night really uh, felt long. Yeah, that match just felt like it. I mean, the Undertaker match felt like it was about ten minutes long. Mm -hmm. It was twenty three, I think. Yeah, I I think overall, like you said, I think overall I liked the show. I think they could have been spaced. If I'm gonna nitpick, I would have spaced out the matches a little bit. I wouldn't have done mm -hmm. AJ Shane and Owens Jericho back to back. Right. Like, you know, I could. I think they could have spread that out a little bit. Right. But overall, I had fun watching it. My friends had fun watching it. We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there next year in New Orleans to see next year's show. Yeah, I will too. Did, um, you, did you get to go to Access this year too, back on the meeting people? Did you get to go to Access I, or no? I did. Okay. Uh, I pretty much did everything this year. <laughs> what, what, did you meet anybody at Access or did you just do a lot of like browsing and checking out memorabilia? Yeah, I, I, I did meet a few. The good thing was I went to the Thursday night Access, which if you are just into having less people around, I would highly recommend that one. Mm -hmm. uh, there is by far and away... Uh, a smaller crowd. Yeah. Uh, mainly because a lot of people haven't gotten into town yet. Um, met Eric Bischoff, uh, The Revival, uh, Hillbilly Jim, who I'd met the previous year, and he actually remembered me. What a, He seems like just such a nice guy. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He, uh, there was an interview that I read with him a couple of weeks ago, and it was something along the lines of, I'm not here because of anything I've done recently. I'm here because of what I did 30 years ago. Uh -huh. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um he and Jimmy Hart were in the elimination chamber, which is a very weird place to put them. Um, <laughs> thing was, I had met I had met Jimmy Hart the previous day at Hulk Hogan's beat shop opening. Okay, did so you meet was, Hogan? Did you I do? did. Okay, I want to hear that because I've heard pretty yeah. positive stuff about yeah. that beat shop opening. So let's hear that story. Meeting yeah. Hulkster. In the uh, it was very good. It, uh, it took a little bit longer than it should have to open up, but it was uh, it was a quick meeting, which is understandable because there's so many people there. That's going to happen. Hogan was polite. Um, I got the the cool thing for me was I uh, it was March 29th, 2017, which is 30 years to the day of the Andre match. 
Okay. And I got him to sign a VHS of WrestleMania three. I'm so, so glad you got him to sign a VHS because I've had wrestlers do that. I've had Ric Flair sign the '92 Rumble VHS. Yep. I want Hogan to sign my WrestleMania seven VHS because these are like important events to me as a kid growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So that's awesome that you got him to sign yeah. a VHS. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Hart was there too. He was the one unloading the boxes from the truck, <laughs> uh, which is quite a quite he's, a sight. He's seventy something years old and still looks great. You never believe it if you saw him. He is the most energetic, polite, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the the cool thing was they had like TVs around the the around the room. It had like Mister Nanny, yeah. Suburban Commando, Rocky Three, uh, an old Nitro that Hogan was on, and WrestleMania Three. The thing was the TV closest to Jimmy was airing uh, the Hart Foundation match from WrestleMania Three, and he's doing a promo while signing autographs in front of him, mm-hmm. which is very kind of. Like kind of trippy in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, you could, uh, he looked up at it for a second. You could see him smile a little bit. Yeah, because it's him in the ring at Mania Three, and it's just like, uh-huh. you can tell that meant something to him. Cool. Uh, but very nice guy. I got to hold the megaphone. So, awesome. yeah. yeah. And did and Hulk? Did you get an autograph photo combo just to picture? You, you mentioned uh, the autograph, the, but did you get the photo too with him? Uh, well, you, with that, it wasn't a combo. You got okay. both. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. post these photos, you and the Hulkster, on your website. I, so we could see. I him. did. Oh, you did. I did. Yeah. Okay, I got to go back to it because I just saw like the the bullet points ones and all that. So yeah. I'll go back to it. Yeah. yeah, and I'll 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 tweet it out for people to check out you and the Hulkster. Thank you. Thank and, you. and I've noticed there was like a thread comment in your uh, your comments where a lot of people think you are the guy in the front row with the green smiley shirt, like you're his doppelganger. That's not me. I get this every year. That's not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm too cheap to sit in those seats. Yeah, I think that's hilarious because I saw the thread. I'm like, and then I saw him, and I've seen a picture of you before, just from your book, your book jacket. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. He does kind of look like him. Yeah, it's not me. I wear at WrestleMania. I will be the one wearing a Superman shirt. I'll let uh, I'll let Kerry know when I talk to him later because yeah. he always sits next to him, the squared circle guy front row. I'll let him yeah. know. Um, all right, so we've yeah. got your beaten guy story. This is a story I asked you about if we can tell and we can. So your sure, last sure, sure. your last time on, you mentioned, hey, by the way, you kind of mentioned it casually, like, oh, I met mm-hmm. life on a wrestling forum and she's from England. Well, well yeah. time out, and you're from Kentucky. Slow down. So yeah. this is a fun, positive show. Let's yeah. hear the positive, awesome story about how wrestling <laughs> gave you yeah. a wife. Let's hear what you got. Well, um, my wife is a diehard Shawn Michaels fan. And uh, we met on the WrestleZone forums mm-hmm. um, many years ago. Um, I don't remember how we started talking on there exactly. It's been that long. Uh, we just—I uh, think I was just dealing with some stuff, and I mentioned I was kind of upset, and she sent me a message on there um, about it. And uh, I'm, she said she was going to try to make me feel better or something. And so she sent. Me, I'm like, okay, fine. It's going to take ten seconds out of my day. I responded to her, and then we just went back and forth for a couple of days, and then it was like we'd send each other more and more stuff every day. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of – and then she's like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. What's your email address so we can just – it's faster to talk on there. Sure. And then that happened. We talked for like you know months and then years, and she mentioned something along the lines of, well, I would come over there and visit you, but you don't want me to. And I said, really? I don't. Mm-hmm. And we had the flight booked less than a week later. Yeah, and then she came out, and then was it like, all right, we're getting married after you guys met in person? Uh, well, I mean, we had gotten together, for lack of a better term, before then. We knew okay. that we, we knew there was something there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she came here and visited for, uh, I think it was a week the first time, and then the second time she came again, and uh, that would have been, the first one was, uh, let's see, 
I really should know this. <laughs> no, he doesn't listen. <laughs> oh yeah, the first time would have been in February. Would have been in. Uh, it was. It, she came for my birthday the first time, so she got here. It was February of two thousand. See, I was out of college. Eleven. Okay. And then she came back again in August of that year, and then November. And then by that point, it was kind of like, yeah, there's definitely something mm-hmm. major here. Uh, and then um, eventually, it just kind of like. We realized that this is very serious stuff. So eventually, um, she told me that I either could propose to her by her birthday or we would be done. Yeah. And, uh, which I don't know how serious she was about that. But, um, so I went to England a few times also mm-hmm. because I, I, I'd never been on a plane before. So I'm terrified of heights. So I've, a plane I've, is kind I've of- got like a big smile on my face because I talked to you this before. My wife and I met online through like a Yahoo personal site, which doesn't exist anymore. And, like, the initial, like, how it goes from, like, oh, let's email back and forth to, oh, wait, there's a spark here. So it's kind of cool. Like, yours is obviously an extreme because we were in the same city, whereas you were across oceans. (laughs) But but go back to your story. So you're back and forth. Let's get – she gives you the ultimatum, proposed to me, and you're going to England. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know how serious the ultimatum was. Um, And also, it was very much a case of I'm going to. Yeah. You helped me pick out the ring. Yeah. uh, and I, um, uh, the only thing I wouldn't tell her was where I was going to propose. Okay. And I, I tended to give her the most cryptic hints that I could of where we were going. Um, and she never could figure any of them out. She figured out the one time she figured out where I was going to propose to her, which, um, we're both, she's a, she's a bigger Harry Potter fan than I am wrestling fan. Okay. <laughs> so I proposed to her at King's Cross Station. Okay. Where uh, right, there's a Harry Potter display for those of you who somehow are unfamiliar with Harry Potter. That's where he goes to get on the train to go to wizarding school for the first time. And there's a display there with he runs through a wall to get to the other side. And there's a uh, a display with a cart halfway through the wall. Uh, and then there's like a Harry Potter gift shop next to it. Mm-hmm. So I uh, when we went there the first time, it's just there's the display there and you can take pictures as you wish. Now, when we go there again, there's this big line with, like, a professional photographer and props. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I didn't think there'd be this. So I, the, um, the, the, the people there, like, they can suggest, like, various poses you can do. I'm like, uh, I've actually got something in mind. I remember reaching into my pocket. Then there's a big blank space. And then I was standing back up and people were applauding. I I love that you found the one thing a little bit nerdier than wrestling to, yeah. to figure out your proposal. <laughs> well, congrats on that's an awesome story. And like I said, it's it's something that a fun wrestling story where you guys are just on a wrestling forum talking about whatever, and then all of a sudden you're talking, and then hey, let's hang out, let's meet, and oh, let's get married, and you can move to halfway across the world and hang and live with me. So, congratulations, that's awesome, and thank you. And like I've said before so many times on my show, there's plenty of things to be negative about when it comes to wrestling, but there's also a ton of stuff to be positive about. At the end of the day, we're all fans, and we want to, we want to like everything. We're not always going to, but at the end of the day, it's I think it's more fun to focus on positive than to critique every little thing that's wrong with what we love to watch. Yeah. So uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing the fun stories. Uh, guys, check out – you can follow him on Twitter, at KB Reviews. It's pretty much, though, he's pretty much just posting links. Don't expect a lot of in-depth live tweeting for that. Right. That, that, uh, 
I am not the person to go to for that. Uh, but he does do the live shows on WrestlingRumors.net. Uh, if you're looking for like a wrestling news site that doesn't clickbait you and spam you with huge name coming back, and it's like Kalisto or something like that with the clickbait article, that's right. a good site to check out. Right. Also, we go, out of, we, go to, we go out of our way to avoid doing that because that's just pathetic. It, I w- I've always thought it was. Yeah. And then, of course, he's got KBWrestlingReviews.com. Also, if you want to check out eBooks, he's got an eBook store on Amazon. Just search KB Reviews. There's a couple hard copies of the Big Four shows, and the one I just saw, which I guess I would have known you've had before. I downloaded the preview, which I'm going to add onto my iPad, is the History of the Intercontinental Championship, yep. where you break down all the title changes and stuff. So if you're a wrestling nerd that likes killing time on your toilet or on your travels, <laughs> check out uh, KBReviews.com. Any show you want, he's got it reviewed along with grade ratings and little fun breakdowns and histories of each match so check them out there and thanks again kb for coming on thanks for showing your stories you got anything else you want to tell or or before we wrap up are you good uh one more quick positive story for the first time for the first time ever at raw uh at raw after mania a fan actually recognized me oh yeah and they didn't they they think they they didn't think you were the smiley guy right that's what i was going with no they knew it was me somehow it's the i guess it's the beard Uh and the glasses that people just they knew they knew who I was. It's the, that that might have been my the most fun I had all weekend. Just someone actually recognized me. Just you, which, knew, you knew from your site and stuff, right? From yeah, your, from yeah. yeah it just I was walking. I was getting food, and they're like, "KB, yeah." <laughs> it was that's also not your real name, which is even funnier. You're like <laughs> right. you're like a wrestler with your gimmick name at the at the yeah, wrestling show. Kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, I, when I met Jimmy Hart, I got him to sign the autograph to KB. Of so. course, you got to do that. All right, man. Thanks for coming on again, guys. Check them out. Twitter, KB Reviews, KBWrestlingReviews.com, and WrestlingRumors.net. Thanks, KB. Yes, sir. Thank you, KB, for coming on. I especially love the ending story, which we kind of dragged a little bit, but for me it was kind of relatable. So he mentioned about how he met his wife on a wrestling forum, which I thought was awesome, and the fact that she was from England. And and last time he was on, he kind of skimmed over it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's kind of a big story, dude. Like, give us some details on it. And before I asked the, before I started recording, I'm like, are you comfortable talking about this? He's like, cause some people are kind of private. It's like, no, no, man, absolutely. Uh, and I love the stories about meeting wrestlers and Jerry the King Lawler being super nice to him. And I always like hearing positive stories about meeting anybody, celebrities, wrestlers, sports figures, anybody that's, I guess, in the public eye. And when I met uh, a wrestler this time, it was at WrestleMania 27. My friend Pat and Brandon and I went to Atlanta for WrestleMania 27 with some other guys. And it was a fun, whole crazy trip. But the day of Access, I'm sorry, the day of WrestleMania, we decided let's go to Access because we got to the WrestleMania tailgate at the Georgia Dome probably at about, I don't know, like 1 o'clock for a 6 o'clock show start at that time. Tailgate was an awesome, great day. And then we realized, hey, Access is next to the Georgia Dome. It's in it's like a attached building. Let's go check it out. So Pat is in the military, got us in for free. And we were just kind of walking around, like, who should we meet? Who should we meet? And we just went in the shortest line. And it was Alicia Fox. And we get up there, and we're all a little, well, Pat and I, at least, Brandon didn't drink. We're a little, like, inebriated. <laughs> and Alicia's like, oh, hey, guys, how are you? You know, like, what pose should we do? And Brandon, Pat, and I had an inside joke called, like, where you stick, like, your, I'm trying to think of the the pose. If I find the picture, I will definitely tweet it out. It's where you stick your hand up, like, all five fingers, palm out, and then the inside of your, or the the inside of your hand goes towards your mouth, and you kind of wave it back and forth. It's kind of hard to explain. I'll tweet the picture out. And 
she comes out and she's like, oh, what are we doing here? Like, she felt so awkward as we're laughing. So she's like, oh, we'll show off the diamond. And she had, like, this huge gaudy ring on. She showed it off. And then she's walking off, like, all right, all right, bye, guys. And, like, my friend Pat has got the biggest smile on his face because he's laughing so hard. And as goofy as we were, she was a good sport about it and it was fun to meet her. So I was really happy that I got a positive experience about meeting a pro wrestler that week. Uh, Another, I guess, meeting story, probably maybe two years ago now, Ric Flair was at the mall by my work at a memorabilia shop, and he's going to be signing autographs. So I was like, all right. Uh, I got to meet the nature boy, you know, and I'm like, what am I going to have him get signed? So I figured, I mentioned earlier, my obsession with VHS tapes, I'm going to have him sign a copy of the 1992 Royal Rumble Coliseum videotape. And I went and got it and I'm waiting in line there to meet him. And as I, as we're waiting in line, uh, Rick Fleur gets a phone call and like, he kind of pauses the line when I'm like, this is kind of rude. Like, you know, he's answering a phone call. Like, dude, you're paid here to be an autograph person like just sign autographs take pictures be nice to people so all of a sudden he like kind of puts the phone down and he's like because i can hear him talking he's like yeah i'm in chicago you know i'll be there later he puts the phone down he goes sorry guys it's triple h he he needs a question about it because at the time rick flair was managing charlotte and like that was so cool like triple h actually and it was triple because like i think he said like say hi triple h you can kind of hear him vaguely through his his speakerphone on his iphone which was awesome that triple h said what's up and you forget that these are real people and they're not just celebrities and characters they play on TV. And another cool interaction when I was waiting in line to meet him was there was a kid in front of me who seemed, I don't know, I don't don't know what he was. He was just clearly somewhat mentally handicapped, but, you know, not like crazy or anything like that. And he was wearing a Charlotte Flair shirt. And Ric Flair looked up and he's like, he's like, that's a great shirt, buddy. And he gave him a little woo. And then... The kid was like, she's the best wrestler ever. She's better than you. And Ric Flair is like, I know it. I know she's better than me. And he goes, and I bet you've got a huge crush on her. And kind of gave him a wink and then made the kid's day. And he had a huge smile. And he's like, oh, yeah. And kind of walked away. And uh, the the way this this, uh, this autograph situation was set up was it was two separate purchases. If you want a photo op, it was X amount of dollars. If you want an autograph, it was X. I just wanted him to sign it. I didn't really care about a picture. Like a picture. The pictures were professional photos, and he was at a table for the autographs. So when he's doing the autographs, this kid comes in front of me, he's kind of, I guess, doing like a video. And he's like, hey, Rick, you know, and he did a selfie camera, do the woo. Rick looked up and did the woo. And the owner of the shop was kind of like a dick. And he's like, no, no, we can't do that. And Rick just kind of looked at him, just waved his hands like, hey, I'm getting paid. I don't really care. Like waved him off, which I thought was cool because we're all just fans. My interaction with him, honestly, was pretty brief. I said... I gave him the tape. He kind of looked it up and down. He was like, and he was cool because he's like, what color marker do you want me to use? What do you, th-? and I was like, what do you think will look best? And he kind of looked over at his, uh, at like the guy helping him run it. And he, they, they made sure that my experience and my autograph was where I wanted it. It was visible. So he signed it in a black marker over a blue, I guess a blue background. And if you don't remember the 92 Royal Rumble VHS cover, it, it's got all of like the wrestlers kind of stomping towards towards you. And so Ric Flair signed it just above it. Ric Flair 16 times. I don't think he's supposed to sign 16 times because I think if you wanted him to add anything besides his name, it was an extra five bucks. So the guy who was kind of managing, he goes, do you want him to say anything? I'm like, he could put 16 times. He's like, okay, cool. So he did it. He put Ric Flair 16 times. And now it's an awesome display piece they've got in the shadow box. I'll also tweet this out to a picture of him signing it, a picture of the VHS tape signed. 
those are my two positive uh, interactions and fun wrestling interactions meeting somebody. Uh, I got one more fun wrestling story this week, and then I'll wrap up. This week's going to be a little bit shorter because I don't know because I just I I only got I'm only talking to myself here, and I guess the people listening. This is my last story I want to bring up, and it's about the the pay per view countdowns and. If you remember, this, it's kind of what the pre-show is now on the network, but the network's just literally previewing the show, whereas the, the countdown shows were, were, were half an hour before the pay-per-view started on the pay-per-view channel. And how pay-per-views used to work is there'd be a specific channel, and when you didn't order something, it'd be scrambled, so you couldn't see it. You could still hear it, but it'd be, the image is completely scrambled or you can't see anything. The whole half-hour pre-show was Todd Pettengill, or Mean Gene Okerlund, or whoever the host was at the time, hyping up that you gotta be, you got to see this pay-per-view. Call your cable provider right now. You don't want to miss a second of the action. And I have such awesome, fun memories of this. And it's a little bit sad that a lot of these pre-show countdowns are gone. They're never going to put these on the network. They're never going to put them out anywhere. But luckily through various, I guess you call it tape trading or DVD trading um, on Facebook groups and, and message boards I'm on, I was able to get a handful of these countdown shows where it's the original broadcast of the pay-per-view. So I was just watching recently the 95 Royal Rumble countdown, and it's it's uh, they've got an awesome interview with in the locker room with Diesel kind of taping up his fists uh, talking about him defending the title against Bret Hart. And Bret Hart saying, you know, I've only got to last like five minutes, and then Diesel's going to start wearing down. And he, he, if, as long as I can avoid the jackhammer, you know, I, I got this. And I thought what was awesome was Diesel was kind of responding to it in his interview in backstage. He's like, you know what? He's right. It's like he does have more stamina. He's like, but here's the problem, Brett. What happens when I do get the jackhammer on you? You know you can't kick out of it. So it was kind of the story of, okay, what's going to happen? Is Diesel going to hit the jackhammer? Is, is Brett going to outlast him type of thing classic big man little man matchup and also what's awesome is todd pettengill is literally in the crowd in the arena hyping you up telling you if you don't order this show you're gonna miss the best show ever and every pay-per-view was like that you're gonna miss the best show ever and i would always watch those because they were free and you can watch them and always just would pray like oh please stay on please stay on working but as soon as the pre-show ended the uh it would scramble and i'd have to either listen to it on a scramble television or just find out the next day when my friend with a black box at school would give me a copy of the tape that he uh, recorded the pay-per-view on. And there was also because they literally had a countdown timer going. And they would make it feel urgent. Like, if you don't call, literally call your cable provider now, you might get, it might be busy, you might not get through, you might miss the order. And I know it sounds silly, and it may sound silly to someone that didn't ever experience that, but to me, it's just a fun memory I have. And at the time when I was doing this, it was just everyday life. It wasn't anything special to me. It wasn't anything cool or, or whatever. But now I look back, I'm like, man, that's another thing that kids are never going to understand, like wrestling fans now, because they just have it. Anybody can get a network subscription now. Even if you don't have a credit card, you can go to Walmart and, and buy a prepaid card with cash. Like, when I was a kid, what I would have done, I would have done that because I'm sure my parents wouldn't have paid for a subscription for me now or when I was a kid. But if I could go to the store, save up my 30 bucks for my three-month subscription, I'd have the network. And I guess that's good because kids can discover more and look at past stuff and all that. And, and right now, 
if I want to show my daughter a, a WrestleMania moment or something for a while. She's still too young to really understand it, but she does like some girl wrestlers. She likes Bailey and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. She likes the girl wrestlers and Charlotte. If if I want to show her something, I can, but at the same time, there's no sense of urgency, like, and nothing will feel as special as it used to. Uh, I, I'm going to say one more story because I talked a lot about my childhood stuff. I did mention meeting Ric Flair recently, meeting Lisa Fox recently. So I want to talk about a fun recent story. When this was probably what? WrestleMania 30? Yeah, it was WrestleMania 30. When we're in New Orleans for WrestleMania 30, it was me and my buddy Pat and my buddy Mike, we call him Dinahan. He drove down with his girlfriend. So we're down there for WrestleMania week or weekend, I guess, in New Orleans and Bourbon Street. And what was awesome was all the wrestling fans just taking over Bourbon Street. And this was when Bray Wyatt was a big, uh, I guess, his big match with John Cena. And there was a guy walking like, holy shit, looks like Bray Wyatt. I thought it was Bray Wyatt in full costume. But no, it was just an awesome cosplayer, Bray Wyatt. And my buddy Dinahan and his girlfriend got a picture with the guy. And he was uh, taking pictures with a ton of people. I think we formed a little, because Dinahan, my buddy, took a picture with him or his girlfriend did, we got a little bit of a line for this guy. And you got to think, where else in the world is someone like a wrestling fan going to go where dressing up in a costume will get you to get pictures taken with you? Maybe a con, like a Comic-Con. But even a Comic-Con is not wrestling-specific related. It's, it's, it's pop culture related. Where is wrestling specific? It's the only place in the world you can go to have every a wrestling fan can dress up and get have people take pictures with you. Um, that's just a fun story I wanted to share with everybody. And I got nothing else for this week. I mean, I do have more stories, but I want to save them for next week when I do have a co-host because we are going to do a part two of fun wrestling stories. Again, to uh, win our contest, which we're giving away, we're calling it the. Mega giveaway. Mega giveaway. You'll have to follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Follow our guest today, KB from KBWrestlingNews.com at KB Reviews. And follow our guest next week at WWE SQD Circle Guy. So that's Carrie, WWE Squared Circle Guy. We are going to give away a fun prize to somebody. And once you follow us two guys, tweet me a screenshot of proof that you follow all three of us and you'll automatically be entered in the contest and i will randomly pick somebody i will dm the winner and you will get the fun awesome prize from the positively pro wrestling podcast uh that's our going to be our show this week you could shoot us an email if you want to ppwpodcast at gmail.com we're on soundcloud positively pro wrestling podcast and of course in your favorite podcast app we are the positively pro wrestling podcast hit that subscribe button on iTunes, if you have an iPhone user, whatever Android apps there are, I honestly don't know. I don't have an Android. Uh, or if you have, I don't know, if you want to listen to your computer, you can find us just through SoundCloud. Um, once again, appreciate everybody for listening. I've said once again a lot. I've got to stop doing that. I say the same phrases over and over again and I catch myself. I think it's because I'm afraid of dead air, so I just say the same things over and over again. But what are you going to do? PPW Podcast on Twitter. And we will see you next week.